0: Today we hear Jesus' teaching on divorce. Going through a divorce can be one of the most painful human experiences. But the church recognizes that for some people, divorce is necessary for healing from a relationship that was flawed from the start. More than once, I have encouraged a friend or family member to get out of a marriage because one of the partners never had the intention to love and cherish the other. But before we can have a meaningful discussion about divorce, we must start elsewhere. Jesus' teaching is rooted in the beauty and sacredness of marriage. Perhaps the last few verses of the Gospel passage today about accepting the kingdom of God like a child is not a non-sequitur. Perhaps it illustrates something about the ideals of marriage, how love is supposed to be unconditional. Last weekend, Pope Francis repeatedly challenged American Catholics. Don't yell at young people for living in a world at odds with family values, he said. Don't talk about how things were better in the good old days. Instead, explain why marriage and family are such blessings to the whole of society. The boss has given me orders today. Let's get to it. Movies, books, and TV shows usually have a beginning, a middle, and an ending, or at least a presumption of happily ever after. It's no surprise that we can't name many movies, books, or TV shows about loving, lifelong marriages, because marriages will always be hard work, but they yield abundant blessings. What makes for a fulfilling marriage makes for a lousy plotline. God is beyond our comprehension. The only way that we can understand God is through analogy. And one of the best analogies we have for understanding God's unconditional love for us is the ideal of the sacrament of marriage, when two people love each other unconditionally, like a child loves and trusts a parent. Of course, none of us are perfect, None of us can truly love another person unconditionally at every moment. But people who marry in the church are pledging to give it their best shot, to pick themselves up and try again whenever they fall short of the ideal. Part of the problem is that the movies depict love as a simplistic infatuation. The movies imply that such an infatuation can conquer all differences between two people, even differences of values regarding finances, families of origin, faith, sex, and children. But love is not just a feeling. It is a commitment to work through your differences, and not just by reaching a compromise that neither of you like. It is to treat someone with kindness even before having your first cup of coffee in the morning. No, you're not going to laugh at that. Okay. To try to forgive your partner when he or she momentarily fails in upholding the sacramental covenant. In this day and age, the church realizes that some people should get divorced and have their marriages annulled because one or both of the partners were not able to make the sacramental commitment at the time of their wedding. Now, just for the record those marriages are still legally valid. So granting an annulment does not mean that the church pretends that people were never legally married. However, most experts agree, 80% of people who get divorced today probably could have saved their marriages if they had sought help or sought help sooner. Just as God loves us unconditionally, we are called to reflect God's love to others. I have many friends, including friends in this parish, who help me to better understand God's love for me by allowing me to see God's love in their marriages. Their love is not selfish. It overflows. They always have room at the dinner table for an extra guest. They are ready to support other friends when they are in need. Pope Francis wants us to promote marriage and family. Now, how can we do that? Well, I can think of three ways. And the first one's a really long one. The, two, the second and the third one are a lot shorter. The first one is for us to be more aware of the resources that the church has for helping couples. If you're seriously dating someone, but you're not sure yet if they're the one, don't move in together. Instead, talk with a priest or another pastoral minister. And I know that sounds so crazy. What would a consecrated celibate be able to tell you? Well, You might be going through this dilemma for the first time, but we've helped lots of people in this same situation. The moment you get engaged, call the church and make an appointment even before you pick your wedding date or reserve a reception hall. We can offer you the gift of perspective. A wedding is a celebration of a day, but a marriage is a covenant for a lifetime. We can connect you with lots of married people who are trained and willing to help you. I'm an especially big fan of Knoxville Catholic Engaged Encounter. Give them 40 hours of your time and they will give you a shared language for the two of you to talk about the covenant you are about to enter. We can help you raise your kids in the faith. As I've told at least five couples in this room right now when you've come for baptism prep, explaining Christmas to a three-year-old is easy. Explaining Easter to a three-year-old is a whole lot harder. I say, call the office. Call during business hours so Andrea answers the phone. She'll be glad to help you out. If you run into rough spots in your marriage, we can offer you spiritual counseling. Make a referral to a marriage counselor or recommend a special retreat for you. If you think that your marriage is not salvageable, talk with us. We'll help you better understand your options and what the church teaches about your situation. And of course... At the end of life, we'll walk with you through the grieving process. So that's the first way. Know all the resources. You know, with the, chance, the this diocese has an office called the Office of Marriage Enrichment. Okay, there are people whose full-time job is to help people trying to have good marriages. Second, Encourage other people to use these resources. I can't tell you how many people I meet who have cut themselves off from the church because they misunderstood the church's teachings on marriage, divorce, and annulments. Last month, I met a woman who hasn't been to church for 17 years because she thought once she was divorced she was not allowed to receive communion. She's allowed to receive communion. And then I asked her a couple questions. I said, you could probably get an annulment in six weeks with three pieces of paper you already have at your house. She goes, yeah, my mom told me that, but I didn't think she was right. You don't need to have the answers. You just have to encourage people to ask us the questions. The third and last thing you can do, meet Pope Francis's challenge by becoming a resource yourself. If you don't know how you can support other people's marriages and families, give us a call. I will brainstorm with you and we will find a way to plug you in. Let your own love, no matter how imperfect it may be, spill over and bless others. Then, as the psalm promises today, you shall be greatly blessed.